money funds are paying next to, or well, nothing. What's that mean for the system overall? We'll tackle that and more with Paula Pam from Afford Anything on today's Money with Friends. Welcome back to the Money with Friends podcast, coming to you live from my mom's half-finished basement one more time in Stowe, Vermont. I'm Joe Salci. Hi. And I am Paula Pant. Coming to you from? Coming to you from a Holiday Inn Express. <laughs> this is the podcast where we cover recent stories ripped from the financial press. By the way, uh, uh, Holiday Inn Express, if you want to sponsor Paula, just uh, send, <laughs> send us a link. Uh, t today, we're going to tackle a piece from the Wall Street Journal. Not only do we read them like some podcasts, but we'll dive into how they affect your wallet and what you can do to invest, save, and pay down debt more effectively. If that's not enough, we'll share a big idea at the end of the show. You can take with you to be better with money the rest of your day, all in less than 20 minutes. Today's show is brought to you by Acre Trader. I'm from West Michigan, which is farm country. I get farm and I don't think that farming is something most of us should do, but buying farm land, I think is a fantastic opportunity for the right person. How do you know if you are? Well, head to acretrader.com forward slash MWF, watch the explainer video, and then do your due diligence. We'll talk more about them later in the show, but it's acretrader.com forward slash MWF. Paula Pant back here for her swan song. Sadly, Sadly, as we're wrapping up the last, the, this season, Paula, this is the last time we'll be together here. Wow. That is the nicest way anyone has ever said, I'm kicking you out. <laughs> Get off my lawn, Paula. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We're, and we're going to do it with the, just the thing that Paula has been dreaming about all the time. By the way, just to, just to look behind the curtain, Paula probably every third day says, can we talk about money market funds? I really, really wish that we could talk about money markets. That'd be great. And I'm like, Paula, back off, okay? And finally, finally on this episode, we're going to talk money market friend, funds. So let's see which one of our friends is going to help us kick this off. This is Tara from Rise Up. Headlines ripped from the financial press only at Money with Friends. All right. That last statement by me may or may not have been true. Paula <laughs> probably didn't say that, but we're going to do it anyway. Don Lim wrote this piece in the Wall Street Journal. The headline is Money Funds Waive Charges to Keep Yields from Falling Below Zero. Many investment firms are waiving their charges on money funds to keep the yields that investors earn from dropping below zero. Money management giant BlackRock Inc. is waiving costs typically borne by customers for certain money market funds to prop up investors yields, says people familiar with the matter. Fidelity Investments, Federated Hermes Inc., and J.P. Morgan Asset Management are also seeding some fees to stave off negative yields. The moves are the latest sign of how a roughly $5 trillion piece of the financial system is bracing for new pressure as interest rates plummet. Fee waivers will hit the revenues of firms that should shoulder the cost. Paula? All types of investors from individuals and corporations to pensions and hedge funds, use money market funds to park cash safely while earning some pocket change. If an investor deposits money with a brokerage, for example, that money can sit in a money market fund until the investor decides what to buy. But investment firms don't just hold those funds. They buy highly rated debt with the money, passing on some of the returns to investors. As this industry has grown, money funds have become a critical source of short-term funding for the U.S. government, companies, and municipalities. Today, the income offered by those funds is evaporating as interest rates plummet. 
The Federal Reserve cut its short-term dark rate to between 0 and 0.25% to calm markets in March. And it pledged to keep rates near zero for the near future. Three-month Treasury yields were 0.0928%, specifically, as of August 21st, down from 1.546% at the end of last year. I feel feel like the Fed is doing the, uh, uh, are you familiar with the limbo, Paula? Oh, yeah. You know where you you go under? Yes. You know what? There's another meme, actually. So I I guess I know my memes pretty well. Um, There is a meme of, oh, it's not the limbo. It's somebody doing the splits. Oh. And this was from March when the stock market was dropping. And it says, like, nobody, blank, absolutely nobody, blank. And then it shows this guy doing the splits going, and, and the limbo is what reminded me of it. And his statement is, I can go lower. And he's supposed to represent the stock market. <laughs> well, the Fed is playing that game. I mean, you look at one and a half percent and you think, man, that's low. No, no, no. <laughs> the Fed goes, no, no, we can go a lot, lot, lot lower. It is, it's, it's, it's crazy. You know, I, I think, and the reason I wanted to bring this up is because I think a lot of people, Paula, don't realize that money market funds, if they're not insured, if you just have it inside a brokerage account at one of the big firms, they can lose money. They try not to lose money. And there's only one time I remember them losing money, which was the 2007-2008 crisis. They lost Mm -hmm. some money. But generally, people don't know that and they have no idea that there's some risk in this investment class at all. Right, right. Absolutely. Because it's easy to think of a money market account as an alternative to a savings account. You know, it's it's, because your money feels like cash when it's in there. And so it's easy to make the assumption that you have all of the same protections that you would have in an FDIC insured bank account. But the reality is that you don't. When it, when it comes to cash, then, do you worry about having insurance on your money? Um, I mean, the thought has occurred to me, like if, if within my business, if, if uh, we have like a big infusion of cash for a minute, um, but, you know, before it all gets paid out, right. um, <laughs> and and that balance goes above what the FDIC would insure, then, yeah, the thought has occurred to me, like, well, if, you know, if if the banking system were to collapse, you know, I, um, I would lose the difference between the amount that is insured and the rest of it. But honestly, that has not been enough money and, and not been, you know, by the time we have to go pay all of our, all of the, the operating expenses for the business. Yeah. Um, I mean, you know, we're, we're not talking about something I'm hanging on to for years. Right. What do you think? Let's pivot here. Let's talk about these firms uh, uh, waiving all these costs. Are they waiving the cost altruistically? Are they waiving the cost to make sure they don't break the zero so they don't so that the money market doesn't uh, uh, go below zero because of competition? Why do you think they're waiving the cost? I mean, I would say it's good, good marketing and good customer service. If they're waiving these fees and taking the hit to their own revenues so that it, it doesn't drop below zero, so that people who have put money in these money market uh, funds don't lose their money. I mean, ima- imagine the alternative. Imagine if people actually lost money yes. in money market accounts. That is really bad marketing and yeah. really bad PR. And that stain is going to stay on the brand name of a company for years and years and years to come, even when um, even when the Fed is doing throwing out very different numbers than it is today. 
I'm, I'm laughing because uh, the conversation that uh, people are having as we do this live on social media isn't about money markets, which we're all worried about. <laughs> it's about the limbo. Joe says, I don't invest in limbo anymore. It's an underperformer. <laughs> Brian says, somebody stole my limbo pole from my garage. How low can you go? <laughs> We're on we're on fire here as we talk about this very serious topic. Let's let's do talk seriously though about investors because in in uh, on Facebook groups online, I I have seen many people complaining about the fact that some of these online banks that normally are known for high yield like Marcus or uh, Ally that they've been cutting their rates, Paula, and people are losing their mind because Ally's cutting their rate. Ally's not really cutting their rate. Interest rates are going down and good luck finding a better spot. Like getting angry about interest rates going down with some of these high yield money markets is pretty ridiculous. Right, right, exactly. And to anyone who's mad when a bank like Ally or Radius Bank or, you know, any of the ones that have had reputations for paying decent, um, the reality is those banks are still paying decently relative to a lot of the other banks. Like the the rates that you will find at an ally or a radius bank um, or what was the one that you named, Joe? Marcus? Yeah, Marcus Goldman Sachs's uh, product. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I'm not familiar with that one, but, um, but the, the, you know, the rates that you will find at these places that have reputations for paying good rates are still relative to what you would find at a Wells Fargo or at a bank of America or at, uh, you know, Chase, uh, they're still great. Yeah. It's just that the whole, everything is down. So relatively great. Yes, absolutely great. No. Okay, so then here's the next question. So if I'm looking for rates and none of these traditional places have it, and you and I are saying you probably can't get it using these traditional instruments, where do you go if you want to bump up your interest rates on your cash? I mean, you could go into treasury inflation protected securities and you can sort of build a tips ladder um, if, uh, if you have the ability to do that. Like if, if you don't need that money immediately and you have enough money that you could build some type of a ladder, a C, I, I would say a CD ladder, but those yeah. aren't paying very well. Either. No. So uh, yeah, tips ladder, or as you mentioned on the Afford Anything podcast, Joe, Ginny Mays. Do you, do you like that? Well, do you like that well, well, I do. That was very nice. It was a plug for you and me. <laughs> a, I said something brilliant and B, it was on your podcast. So both, <laughs> both of those together, you know, but, but what's funny, and we talked about this also on the Afford Anything podcast, is how this is a horrible time to invest in a Ginny Mae, but especially if you need the money in less than three or four years, because there still is a chance that that could go down. And there's part of me that thinks, and I know you agree with this, Paula, there's part of me that thinks that this is not where you play the game. Like I see people spend all day playing the game, trying to pick up nickels by getting a, a quarter of a percent more. You Don't play the game here. Let your cash reserve earn zero mm -hmm. and play the real game about making serious money in other places. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Because if you, for, for the majority of people, if you look at what you could earn by doing some freelance work on the side or start doing a little consulting work on the side or starting some type of a side hustle, um, you'll be making a lot more than, than what you could eke out of cash or cash equivalents or very low volatility assets. Um, and even and even if you're not going to go the side hustle route, even if you are going to focus on your investments, 
focusing on reallocating the portion of your investments that are in equities, making sure that your asset allocation is aligned with your risk tolerance, your goals, your line, um, making sure that, you know, your, both your, your risk tolerance and risk capacity are reflected in the construction of the equities that you hold. That's probably better use of your time. Yeah. On, on that note, an idea here from Tim. Tim said, I've just been slowly um, moving saving CD money into Series I savings bonds. So there is one to bump it up a little bit. Joe talking about how I can remember my grandmother being mad when somebody paid off the home she'd sold them with a six and a half percent rate. Uh, she was she she was making bank. <laughs> Isn't that crazy? I I do remember when the interest rates were you know at the, at the turn of the century were around five, and thinking that was not that was not very high, and everybody trying to turn five into five and a half or 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 six. Um, Brian asked if you have to be accredited for. 10 you do not, Paula, have to be accredited investor to buy treasury inflation protected securities. Mm -hmm. And you can just go to treasurydirect.gov, I believe is the website. Uh, I think you're correct. I think so. Nice think. job. If only we had a device where we could look that up. I but know. <laughs> we will. We will. <laughs> I will send them a letter in the snail mail to confirm. <laughs> I I, th I think we'll let uh, we'll let everybody else six to eight weeks. <laughs> we'll let everybody else look that up for us. Hey, in just a second, Paul and I are going to have our takeaway from today's piece about money markets and cash. But first, want to say a big thanks to everybody who used our link when they went to Acre Trader. You know, farming is difficult, but there's a lot less farmland all the time, and. The key with farmland is, is that every year, as long as the farmer stays in business, if you own the land, you're going to get a rent check all the time. Obviously, as there's less and less farmland, that rent goes steadily up over time. And you get that rent check, by the way, before the crops even go in the ground every year. So you don't have to worry about whether it was a good year for corn or soybeans. You just invest in the land. So what happens is Acre Trader works with the farmer, works with soil sustain sustainability, easy for me to say, works works in that field and by the way they're in america's breadbasket they're in fayetteville arkansas with fields all over the place you buy a piece of the field they take care of the administration realize though there's some significant downsides to farming and buying farmland the most of which is if you need cash we're talking about cash today if you need cash right away you can't go just peel off a few rows of your farm to cash in to get something much like if you had a house you couldn't sell the bathroom to get money so this is an illiquid investment while you own a piece of that land but when you look at the returns over time in farmland it can be very attractive this is, by the way, to Brian's question earlier, only for accredited investors to find out what an accredited investor is. Do you match that to watch the explainer video and to start to educate yourself? Head to acretrader.com forward slash MWF to find out more. And that's MWF uh, sends you from us so they know that we sent you. And that's, by the way, how they pay us. They give us a thank you for sending you their way if you decide that it's for you. All right, guys, uh, Paula, what's our takeaway here? I would say the takeaway is that anytime you're holding money in cash or low volatility assets, something that feels like it's the equivalent of cash, such as a money market fund um, or laddered CDs or laddered tips, it, you're not, especially right now, not going to get a whole bunch of return from that. So minimize the time, energy and attention that you spent there. Minimize the risks. For example, money market accounts are not FDIC insured. Um, so, so know and minimize risks in those regards. And then turn your attention to 
the big stuff, um, making more money, getting a promotion, starting a side hustle, making sure that your equities are invested properly. Uh, turn your attention to the stuff that's going to give you dollars instead of pennies. Yeah, and I and I totally agree with all that. And I'm just going to say for the people that really worry out there about this stuff, about their cash and making sure that, that their cash doesn't lose money, that's when you want to look at FDIC insurance. Make sure that it's FDIC insured. By the way, SPIC insurance, which very hilariously, uh, if you remember, Paula, Robinhood said that, hey, this is SPIC insured, so nothing can go wrong. SPIC insurance is a whole different thing, guys. SPIC insurance is actually insurance that your broker won't run off with your money. It's a whole different type of insurance. But if you want to make sure that your money can't lose money, make sure it's FDIC insured or inside of a um, inside of a credit union account, it's NCUA insured. So NCUA, FDIC insured. So I'll, I, I like yours better, Paula, but I want to add that for all of our worriers. That's excellent. Well, something acronyms. something else that's excellent, I heard, is the Ford Anything podcast. You, you know what else is excellent is that segue. <laughs> well, thank you very much. How do I get me some Afford Anything podcast? You can find the Afford Anything podcast on your favorite podcast playing app. So go to Apple Podcasts or, or Pandora or Spotify or uh, over, overcast go to wherever you like to listen to podcasts and search for afford anything and when you're there hit the subscribe button or the follow button and know that there's a guy by the name of joe saul Cihai who says some brilliant stuff on the podcast including a discussion that we had on uh, the most recent episode about Ginny mays i like all the people here talking about how joe and brilliant don't go together like that's Aww. that's that's not uh, great. Yeah, Brian, at least we learned some from Paula. Thanks there. Well, that's why we have Paula on here as well. So you're afford anything you. available wherever finer podcasts are. Once you get done with this, go over there, hear us on afford anything and a bunch of great guests too. She, she has, it's funny because Paula's show, by the way, when, when, um, when we have the same guest on, We'll talk to them for 20 minutes. Paula will talk to them for about seven hours. No, I'm kidding. You'll, <laughs> you'll talk to them for about an hour. But when you talk to them, we ask completely different questions. So it's a good, it's a good, even if you've heard the guests before on, on my Stacking Benjamin show, listen to them also on Afford Anything and you'll get a more complete picture of that guest. All right. That's going to do it for today. She's Paula. I'm Joe. We'll see you back here next time at Money with Friends. Bye-bye. Show's created and hosted by us, Joe Salcihai and Bobby Rebel, and it's edited and produced by Ashley Wall. Money with Friends is a product of Money with Friends LLC, copyright 2020. For a list of the thought leaders who appear on the podcast and links to the stories discussed, head to our website, moneywithfriendspodcast.com. You can also check out our schedule for upcoming recording sessions so you can join us and be part of the show. Also, be sure to follow us on social media at moneyfriendspod on both Instagram and Twitter. Look out for our polls and quizzes. You could get a shout out on the show. We're well worth following. We promise. As with anything, remember you shouldn't take advice from any of us or any other videos or podcasts without first talking to your financial advisor. These people on this episode, they're here for your and their entertainment purposes only. I'm Bobby. I'm Joe. We'll see you here back next time with another episode of Money with Friends. Bam, nailed it.